You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, folks. This is just a reminder that I'm doing another teacher talk at the British Council in Paris uh, on Thursday, the 19th of October at 7pm. I'm going to be talking about British humour again, attempting to explain British humour, giving some examples and also talking a bit about how it relates to our communication style. If you're in Paris, uh, you're welcome to come and you can bring a friend. Make sure that you register your name on the British Council website. We need to know who's coming. Uh, So go to britishcouncil.fr slash en slash events. Find my talk, What is This British Humour? with Luke Thompson, and then register your name, okay? Now, if you're not in Paris, um, then don't worry. You can still watch the talk because it's going to be live-streamed on Facebook. Just go to the British Council France Facebook page, and um, that's where you'll see the live stream, okay? 7 p.m. on the 19th of October, Thursday. 7 p.m. Paris time. That's Central European time. So make sure you get the time difference right. Okay. All right, then. Good. Just wanted to let you know everyone's welcome either to be in the room to see it live or to be watching it on Facebook live. Okay, cool. This episode of Luke's English Podcast is made possible thanks to sponsorship from italki. Let me just remind you how wonderful they are and how important they could be for your English development. If you're looking for a one-to-one teacher to help you with your English for whatever reason, for grammar, for fluency, for pronunciation practice, or to prepare for an exam or a job interview, you should check out italki and get some lessons based around your needs and your schedule And when you buy some talking time, they will send you a voucher for a free lesson just because you listen to this podcast. You see the rewards that you can get from being a Lepster. It's not bad. It's not too bad at all. So to get started with italki, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. This is part two of a double episode with bilingual comedian and friend of the podcast, Paul Taylor. And the topic is difficult pronunciation in English. You should listen to part one of this before proceeding with this episode. So check out part one if you haven't already done so. In part one, we talked about how, unlike some languages, English spelling and pronunciation aren't very clearly linked. English is not a phonetic language, meaning that we don't spell our words in exactly the same way that we say them. And this causes lots of problems for learners of English around the world who end up pronouncing things wrong because they're fooled by the spellings of words 
and because of influence from their first languages. Now, if you are a learner of English, which you probably are if you're listening to this, you'll know exactly what we're talking about because it's probably something that you struggle with or have struggled with or have somehow managed to overcome in various ways. So you'll know what we're talking about. Incidentally, I'm very interested to read your comments on this. So please do jump into the comments section on the website to give your thoughts on this whole subject. What's your experience with pronouncing specific words in English? Are there any words that you find particularly difficult? And how have you managed to deal with this kind of thing? Do you have any specific little strategies for dealing with tricky words or tricky sounds? In part one, we gave examples mainly from French and Spanish and started going through a list of 10 difficult words published on a French website called topito.com. So, let's continue going through that list and other lists with all of these tricky bits of pronunciation, while also chatting about different things that occur to us as we go along. As you listen, you can, con- you can consider how you pronounce these words and how you can use this episode to improve your pronunciation in general. Keep listening until the end to hear some of those rude tongue twisters and that terrible rapping by Paul and me, which should give you a chuckle when you're on the bus or train or something. Um, also, let me remind you that the page for this episode on the website is a veritable gold mine of word lists, notes and transcriptions that will really help you to improve properly uh, your pronunciation or indeed to properly improve your pronunciation uh, with this episode. You could just listen and have fun, but if you want to push your English further, check out the spelling of all these words and look at that video that I made especially for you in which I read out over 40 of the words that crop up in this double episode. And yep, I read them out clearly with example sentences and with the words printed on the screen so you can compare spelling and pronunciation. You can see my mouth moving And you can practice pronouncing these words with those TH sounds and other tricky features by repeating after me. Uh, So check that out. Now, come on, that's pretty good, isn't it? Useful, yes. Uh, You could have a look on your mobile phone because the mobile version of of my website now works much better than it used to be. You'll find this episode in the episode archive, which is in the main menu. Okay, then. Right. Are you ready? Are you ready to continue? Yes, you are. Okay. Right. Just to bring you up to speed. At the end of part one, if you remember, we talked about how TH sounds and H sounds, so TH and TH and also TH sounds, are difficult for French people to pronounce. And the next thing that you'll hear us talking about is R sounds. So R sounds. And there are various different R sounds, rhotic R sounds, where the I can't do it very well because I'm English and we don't have really many rhotic sounds unless you're from maybe Liverpool or some other areas where they do a little bit of rhotic R. But uh, for, for me in my accent, I don't do the rhotic. I can only do two. You see, Paul is amazing. He can go on forever because he, he speaks Spanish. So he can just keep that rhotic R going forever. Uh, but I can only do two. Anyway, so... Um, English normally is a non-rhotic um, uh, language. We don't normally um, roll our R's, uh, certainly if, when you're talking about received pronunciation. Anyway, you'll hear us talking about R sounds, and you'll, you'll hear that I look for an example of a word with an R sound in it, 
Um, and the first word that Paul comes up with is the word proctology. And honestly, I've got no idea why that's the first word that he thought of. Proctology. Do you know what proctology means? Well, according to the Oxford Dictionary, proctology is the branch of medicine concerned with the anus and rectum. So, it's basically bum science. Bum care. Arseology. Did you get it? Proctology. It's, a, it's an area of medicine dealing with the, the bum hole. Bum stuff. Yeah. Proc, proctology. So, God knows why Paul... I was like, uh, a word with an R in it. You know, there's so many words with R in it, with R sounds in it. But yeah, proctology is the first one that Paul came up with. And to be fair, it does have a an R sound, pr- proctology. But why is this the first word that Paul came up with as an example of a word with R in it? Well, your guess is as good as mine, but perhaps this is just the sort of thing that Paul Taylor has in the front of his mind at all times. Uh, we don't really know. Anyway, let's con- let's continue then by considering R sounds. And that's R sounds, not arse sounds. No, 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 not we're not going back to bum bum stuff again. No, R sounds, not farts. No. Okay, st- let's stop this introduction and get back to the episode, shall we? All right then, here we go. So we've got H sounds, TH sound, R sounds for French people are difficult as well. R like, for example, you know... Uh, yeah, they French are. Uh, as, oh, I don't know, what would I say? Uh, Proctology. Pro- whoa, whoa, where did that one come from? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Not even been recently. But I, anyway. Yeah, really? Proctology. 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 Yeah, they can't, they can't do the... The ra ra ra. The, the, I don't know what that's called. There's something R. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to read up on that one. It's not erotic R because it's not using the tongue to, to, to make that rolling sound. Well, I guess it is. It's a non-rotic R. Because you can't do this. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a labial dental... Uh, no, but you are using your tongue to... You, you can't do it without your tongue curling. You can't do it without doing a, a, a erotic flap, which is a... L- a r- that's what r- she said. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Paul, you just can't do it without doing a rotic flap, can you? That's why I love you so much. Yeah. Um, My rotic flap is on game, on point. That's right. Yeah, yeah they can't do ruh. They, 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 they do some throat action. Right, that's what she said. Anyway. <laughs> uh, other things as well, like vowel sounds. As you said before, you know, French people sometimes can't distinguish between yeah. minimal pairs of vowels, particularly the short version and the long version of certain vowels, like i and mm. e. And uh, yeah, yes, it and e, right? Like uh and oo, for example. So the classic examples being beach and bitch, mm-hmm. sheet and shit, mm. for example. Yeah, um, there are jokes. I'm mm-hmm. not going to repeat my jokes about that uh, because uh, I'll save that for the stage, Paul. Um, Every Friday and Saturday. Here's some other stuff. So this is stuff I grabbed off the internet. I found it on uh, the Frankfurt International School website. For some reason, they are writing about the way French people speak English. (laughs) Yeah, because the French clearly don't give a shit about Uh, how they... No, they just... It's it's taking a German person to go, we do not like how the French are speaking the English language. (laughs) They don't seem to even realise. So they leave it up to us. So this is our job, okay? Okay. 
So this is it. So there are some differences in the sound systems of the two languages that can cause French learners problems of comprehension and speech production. Spelling errors may result from the frequent lack of correspondence between the pronunciation of English words and their spelling. Uh, a typical pronunciation problem is the inability to correctly articulate the vowel sounds in minimal pairs, uh, such as ship and sheep. Uh, ship being, being a boat, sheep and animal. Uh, live and leave. Uh, full and fool. I like how he's chosen non-swear words for that because exactly. you can easily. So tempting to just do shit and sheet, bitch and beach, fuck. Oh no, <laughs> that's uh, never mind. Uh, because the tip of the tongue is not used in speaking French, learners often have problems. They save that for the ladies. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Why we like the cunnilingus? Uh, we uh, leave the tip of the tongue for the ladies, and the rest is for the spoken language. You could say that they are cunning linguists, Paul, <laughs> uh, and master debaters. <laughs> They're not very cunning. Because the tip of the tongue is not used in speaking French, mm. learners often have problems with words containing the letters, th- uh, the sounds th and the such as think and clothes. We'll come back to the word clothes in a minute. Another common feature <laughs> of English... By the way, we're talking about French here, but I mean, you know, this just we're using the French as an example. We'll probably broaden things out to because other languages. Because we live in Paris, isn't it? Because we live in Paris, isn't it? You know what I'm saying? Another common feature of English spoken by French learners is the omission of the H sound at the beginning of words. Uh, this sound does not exist in French and leads to problems such as Have you heard about Harry? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's written like that. Have you heard about Ari? Yeah. That's what a cockney would say. Oh, have you heard about Ari? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He fucking died. Tell you what, mate. Right, have you heard about Ari? He's getting married, innit? Innit. No, they wouldn't. Old school cockneys wouldn't say innit. Anyway. Uh, or overcompensation by pronouncing the H in words like our, honour. So basically that means... They don't say it when they should say it, and they say it when they shouldn't it's say like it. It's like he's written my uh, stand-up in. Exactly. This is like the academic version of your stand-up <laughs> show. <laughs> it's the non-funny version. French learners typically have problems with the unpredictable stress patterns of English words, particularly of cognates. Word stress in French is regular. Mm-hmm. Learners uh, may also, for example, that means like uh, word families, like the way we say the economy, uh, but we say economics. Mm-hmm. And econ uh, and economic. Yeah, because French is uh, is um, what's the word? A monotone language. There's no, no there are no stress. No stresses, there is no yeah, stress. There's no stress. Only in the language. Yeah. There's tons of stress in the in the yeah. in everything else. They've compensated for the stress yeah. in normal daily life. Right in the administration. Exactly. Learners may also be unwilling to engage in the prevalent vowel reduction of unstressed syllables in English. That means, like, instead of saying London, you get what? What does a fr- how does a French person say London? London. 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 Yeah. My my French accent is really a piss take of French. Have you noticed? Yeah. This is my problem. When I, you know, people, I, I know, for example, that to speak French well, I've got to copy French people. But the thing is, my copying of French people is also a joke version. Yeah. Of it. Well, that's what Addie says when she tries to speak English. She's like, oh, I sound like I'm making fun of yeah. the English accent that's with a hot potato in my mouth. And I'm like, well, it sounds fine to me. Yeah. All right. anyway. Consider, for example, the way that English native speakers swallow the first syllable of the word tomorrow. So we get tomorrow, not tomorrow, but mm. tomorrow. These problems result in the stereotypical staccato French accent of beginning learners, not just beginning learners, I have to say. No. Um, all right. So 
as I was saying before, also they're familiar with the written word. I'll skip past that bit. How would French people say these words, Paul? Uh, let's go back to that list that was on the website Topito. Mm. Um, I've got the link open here. So we had I have a sore throat, mm. which becomes I have a sore. I have a. I have a sore throat. I have a sore throat. throat. I have a sore. I have a sore throat. Sore throat. Squirrel. Those are these little animals with fluffy tails yeah, that uh, that live in the park. Squirrel. Yeah, it's every time in my show that's always the word that comes out as well. Because at some stage I'm like, what? What difficulty? What words? What's difficult for you to pronounce? And they always go squirrel because of the R. Yeah, it's a double squirrel. R. It's also the R and the L and the W. There's like a W in it. Squirrel. It's a, it's a squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah, that's right. It's difficult. But you squirrel. could just anyone anyone struggling to say squirrel squ- that the Japanese can't say squirrel either. Oh. Uh, it's difficult. So, it's not really a word you use very often. Don't know if you're in London. There's loads of squirrels. Yeah, but you just go those things. You know what I mean? It's so, the same in French. Like écureuil is really difficult for English people to pronounce. Écureuil. Yeah. See, like écureuil. It, 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 we're, we're mutual in our in in the words that are difficult to pronounce. Yeah. English don't need. Uh, cuillère. Yeah, cuillère. But that's there's a vowel sound in there that I can't cuillère. do. Cuillère. Cuillère. That kind of yeah. that cuillère. thing. Cuillère. Cuillère. There you go. Yeah. You nailed and, it. And grenouille. 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 That's yeah. frog. Yeah. Um, and squirrel. So anyone who can't say squirrel, squ- squi. Can you say squi? Squ. 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 Squi. Squirrel. Mm, difficult. Next one. Throughout. Mm. Throughout, which means all the th- all through something. Through- throughout. S- yeah. So the third becomes th- throughout. Is that a French person would say it? But throughout. Throughout the. Uh, you know, uh, he slept throughout the movie, meaning he slept all the way through the movie. Bewildered, meaning confused. Mm. How would how would a French person say that? I don't know. Be- bewildered. I, 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 can't, I can only do it in my face. Bewildered. He was he was very bewildered. Bewildered. See the thing is, your I can do it though. That's the problem. you can do it. Yeah, it's difficult. Next one is hierarchy, like a system of levels. You know, like a hierarchy in a company. Yeah, hierarchy. Because in French it's hiérarchie, so it's the same word. It's written exactly the same, apart from instead of y, it's i e at the end. Okay, but hiérarchie. So uh, I, I don't know. I think they would want to pronounce it like the French one. So hiérarchie, hiérarchie. I, 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 I don't know. The point is that it's pronounced like the 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 comparative word higher, high, higher. The higher, mm, higher, 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 higher. So there's a hierarchy. Yeah, Americans always make fun of us for adding an R on the end of words that have got an A. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. The end in an A. So like, uh, um, if I were to say, did you eat at the canteen? Well, I guess canteen is not a word, is it? Did you cantina, at- that's all right. Cantina? Let's cantina. pretend it's a word. I was going to say yeah. canteen, but cantina. cantina. Cantina, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, did you eat at the cantina or did you eat at the restaurant? We would have the tendency in English to say, did you eat at the cantina or the restaurant? And so they, like French, uh, Americans always make fun of us. And they go, the cantina, there's no R on the end of cantina. Right. So because in British English, we have this thing called the, what is it? The intrusive R, which is how we link vowel sounds to other vowel sounds. <laughs> You got intrusive R's, intrusive. Sounds like a plumber that comes round and and shags your wife. (laughs) The intrusive R (laughs) is like a plumber from the West Country. R. He's a pirate (laughs) plumber. Intrusive R. 
Intrusive art. Yeah. So right. anyway, anesthetize. Oh, I, I had a difficult time saying that. Anesthetize is, is anesthetize. the verb. It's like a, to give an anesthetic to someone. For example, before you have an operation, uh, you have an anesthetist who is a specialist who gives who gives you an anesthetic. Yeah, they anesthetize. That's what I was trying to say. I was, I was trying to say an anesthetize. I was like, whoa, no, no, I don't anesthetize. I I trouble remembering how it was pronounced. But the problem is for French people here is you got first of all, it's a difficult word. It's difficult for everyone, and, and it's not even spelled like that, is it? I think it's spelled a. Uh, possibly, yeah. Or A N A E, anesthetize the E that anesthetizes. They spelt it wrong. By the way, folks, if you want to know how to spell all the words we're saying here, do check out the page for the episode. They'll be printed there. Because okay? in French, it's anesthesia. They they spell it. It's like aeroplane, which is A E R. Right. That's okay. what it's that same thing. So an, 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 an anesthetic is the drug that they give you before an operation, and it it, it stops you feeling pain. It anesthetizes it you. Anesthetizes you. Yeah, so it's a complicated one. Yeah. Uh, threshold. Next one is the word threshold. Oh, yeah. By the way, going back threshold. to anesthetize, it's because of the s followed by a th. Yeah. S- it's s- difficult. Anesthetize. To, to, to slide from yeah. s to th. Anesthetize. Yeah. S- would you like to anesthetize me? Anesthetize me? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to anesthetize me? Well, certainly. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds like uh, a funny question to ask. Yeah. Anyway, threshold. Uh, so again, the same. Threshold. Because of the th followed by an r sound. Yeah. So it's like, you know, two of the difficult things all together. Threshold. By the way, threshold is a dividing point between two things. I think it means the dividing point between outside and inside your home. It's like the step uh, mm. the you know the front door step, but also yeah. it's a threshold would be like a dividing line between different tax. Mm. Um, Could tax, also be the the, the difference between uh, the, there's there's a certain threshold that you can have of the length of a podcast. Like there's a threshold of is it there? being too short and it being long. What's the, really? Know, there an are, hour. It's like a a, a length threshold. Well, yeah. I wasn't. No one's ever told me about that, Paul. <laughs> I completely. Uh, My wife did last night. Oh. Uh? About a length threshold. Really? She's that's too long, Paul. <laughs> or no, I'm sure she said, Is that it? Is that there's there's a threshold in terms of uh things being too short. Yeah, worthlessly. <laughs> wow, that's coming. Worthlessly. Worthlessly, okay, that's another one. Worcestershire, which is a good one. It's Worcestershire. Americans always say that. Worcestershire. Can I get the Worcestershire sauce? Well they they always the Worcester sauce is a thing in America. So they all say Worcester sauce, Do don't they? Yeah, I think. But so. it's Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, but it's it's often it's, uh, abbreviated uh, it's to Worcester, Worcester sauce. Okay. So W O R C E S T E R S H I R E looks like Worcestershire. It's actually pronounced Worcestershire, or even Worcester in some cases. Mm. It's a place in the UK. It's the same as Leicester. It's Leicester, literally yeah. written. Yeah. And same as Gloucester, as Gloucester. Yeah, Gloucester. There's loads of place names. Yeah, all in the Shire, all Worcestershire, Gloucestershire, Worcestershire, Leicestershire. Uh, that's right. Uh, and other places in London, like Greenwich. Which, yeah, Greenwich. Greenwich. It's actually pronounced Greenwich. Chiswick. Is, it should be pronounced Chiswick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Southwark is uh, spelt Southwark. It's yeah, pronounced Southwark. Spelt Southwark, yeah. yeah. Spelt Southwark, yeah. Um, and others. William uh, Wordsworth. William Wordsworth is a, 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 a writer, 
Uh, and French people find that one difficult too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's all right. I'll tell you what, I feel like we should move on a little bit yeah. and uh, let's go on to a few other things here. So we've got some other words that I think are difficult to pronounce. Architecture. Architecture. Yeah, architecture. Yeah. Architectural. Yeah, it's even harder. Draw. Draw, yeah. What is a draw? It's a it's a thing that you pull out that's got stuff inside of it. Like normally, you say a chest of drawers. Uh, it's a it's a tiroir. Um, Where do you keep your knives and forks? They're in the top drawer. Yeah, and it's it's spelled D R A W E R. But you could just spell it D R A W. You could draw because draw a picture with your yeah. with a pencil. It's the same yeah. sound. But yeah. draw it's not drawer. It's just draw a drawer. But uh, in in American English. They do pronounce it differently. Drawer. They add an extra, yeah, because if, yeah. if, if you were to draw, you draw... A picture. You draw a picture and you put it in the drawer. Right. So they, drawer. Yeah. They add a syllable. Yeah, or they drawer. we've just taken one away. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be the case, yeah. Uh, oh, kernel. I, I remember that as a kid. Can we explain what a kernel is? Yeah, first? kernel is in, in the army. Yeah. Some rank in a... I don't know what which rank. I guess you've got like something like officer, then kernel, like... Sergeant, officer, colonel. Yeah, it's one of the ranks in the army, and it's pr- it's spelt C O L O N E L. Yeah, colonel, but it's actually pronounced colonel, and in French it's pronounced colonel, mm. and it's spelt the same. Okay, so it's interesting that we say colonel. Yeah, but, uh, but in America they spell colonel K E R N A L. I think K. No, 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 no. That's another word. K E R N E L. That's is, true. Is, is a, a kernel. Nut. Yeah, it's an it's another word for a nut. Yeah, it's true. Like a pine kernel is a pine nut. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, okay, but it should be spelled K E R N E L. Right, you think so? Uh, Just to make things more. I simple. think we should reform our language into French language so that it sounds how it's spelled. Yeah, you might have just a point. like Spanish. Yeah, maybe you have a point, but it's hard to hard to make these things happen. Yeah, they just need to do it. Just someone needs to do it, and everyone needs to be go. Imagine Scrabble will get a lot less interesting. It would, wouldn't it? Yes, I think the Scrabble lobby would have something to say about that, Paul. Uh, Comfortable, not comfortable, but comfortable. Comfortable, comfortable. Three syllables, not four. Again, American pronounce it correctly, so to speak. Comfortable. How are you feeling, Paul? I'm feeling comfortable right now. You feeling so? I'm feeling so comfortable right now. Comfort, comfortable. Yeah, comfortable in English. Um, what are we talking about here? We're talking about the pronunciation of words. Very good. You know, you know what? Lots of people get that wrong because you pronounce words, right? And the subject is pronunciation, not pronunciation. So pronunciation is a common error. It's actually is it spelt pronunciation? It's spelt pronunciation. P R O N U N. I thought, it, I thought it was spelt pronun- pronunciation, but we said pronunciation. No, the, yeah, because there's words like that, that there's a load of words. Because the noun is pronunciation, but the verb is pronounced. Okay. Uh, so that's an inconsistency between the noun and the verb. So you hear lots of people saying pronunciation. It's not correct. It's actually pronunciation. Mm. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter that much. I don't, you know. Uh, next word, recipe. Ne- re- yeah, recipe. Recipe. It looks like recipe. It's actually recipe. That's how, you know, how to cook something. Hmm. What's you know? Have you got any good? Did re- you uh, follow the recipe uh, for uh, <laughs> the chicken? <laughs> got any good recipes? What's it? Give me a one-minute recipe. Uh, one-minute recipe. Um, take some chicken. Yeah. You cut it up. Yeah. You fry it. Yeah. In a frying pan. Yeah. You cut up some bell peppers. Okay, like green or uh, red? whichever one. Red. Red's good for yeah. the color. Okay. You microwave 
the you put oil and salt and pepper on the peppers. You microwave them for five minutes. They get really soft and yummy. Yeah, and then you just have that with the chicken. Mm. Bam, healthy. Do you not like fry the peppers with the chicken? You can finish it off like that if you okay. want to. Yeah, yeah. Nice. But the peppers take longer to fry yeah. than the chicken, and it just gets weird. And then you get some weird like burnt pepper on the pan. It's not very nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Nice one. Thanks. I have to try that one. Nice recipe. Just definitely don't cut any of it with any scissors. Scissors. That's the next word. Schizors. S-C-I-S-S-O-R-S. Those little things they use to cut things, like cutting paper. Scissors. It looks like scissors. It's actually scissors. Then some typical ones with TH sounds. Strengths. We talk about strengths and weaknesses. Weaknesses, no problem. Strengths. That's a really difficult one for French people in particular. But strengths. F- strengths. You end up with uh, strengths. Uh, but strengths is actually not that bad. Strengths. Strengths. No. Oh, that's fine. If you strengths. can't say strengths, don't worry about it. Say, say strengths. Strengths. S-T-R-E-N-G-S. Or S-T-R-E-N-K-S. Strengths. Strengths. Mm-hmm. Strengths and weaknesses. It's fine. Anyway, but it's spelt S-T-R-E-N-G-H. Uh, sorry, S-T-R-E-N-G-T-H. You know one of my weaknesses? What? Because I'm not very fashionable. Really? Oh, right. You need to buy true. some new. You need to buy some new clothes. Some clothes. Yeah. Some clothes. Well, what? What? Addy what? always makes that mistake. Well, clothes. what I've experienced as a teacher is that from many people in different countries is that they say clothes. Mm-hmm. Clothes. And then you sound like um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Gollum from the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what's it? What has it got in its pockets? Is no, that's Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Pockets is, you know, that's what... Uh, my precious. My precious. Uh, clothes. 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 Right? Clothes. Uh, but if you can't say clothes, don't worry. You just say close. Like close the door. Yeah, close. Close. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. better to say close than, it's, than it is to say clothes is. Mm. So don't say clothes is. Just say close instead. It's a shortcut. Next one, you've got the first, the second, the third, fourth. It's getting more difficult. Fifth. Sixth. That's a real diff- really difficult Sixth. one. Sixth. Seventh. Eighth. Eighth. Now, now, the thing about eighth is that none of the letters in that word are pronounced as they should be. Well, the THs. Except for the TH. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a third of the word. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. <laughs> Some of the letters in that word are not pronounced as they should be. <laughs> I'm going to just write that again. Some of the letters. Uh, it's like it. fish. You know, the, the famous way to spell fish. Oh, that's... A, that, yeah. I remember David Crystal. Uh, I, you know, I'm trying to write not, and I'm now writing fish. <laughs> you ever, ever have that? Yeah. Someone's talking to you, and you're trying to write something, and you end up writing the thing that they're saying. I'm trying to All write the, the word are not and I end up writing are fish. Yeah, but I mean you could write but, some what is of the it, wait, you what, could write that in all of the words that you just said. Yeah, okay. Well, it's fine. I'll just delete the whole <laughs> I'll just delete that then. But the thing is about eighth, before we start talking about fish, let me just talk about eighth. So the e i is actually pronounced a, right? All right? So that's different. And then g h is a well, the, the GH is like the not GHT even pronounced. is just a T. Yeah. And then th- GH is actually pronounced T. No, it's not. Well, GHT. Oh, I see what you mean. Anyway, the, it's, it's totally unrelated. Yeah, it's, like, it's like saying uh, uh, 
throughout the ght at the end is just pronounced t-t. yeah exactly what was that thing about fish because we, we've got a uh, oh hold on yeah the, it, there's a thing where you can type the word fish so fish is spelled uh f-i-s-h of course but you can you can spell it fotty yeah this is it so uh or gotti sorry this is, this is no i have to say before we go through this this is the thing that i've seen lots of times on the internet it's also something that david crystal the linguist has um sort of debunked yeah right because this is actually sort of uh pseudo linguistics do you know what i mean yes it's not backed up by proper linguistics instead it's it's the thing is this is something that goes around the internet as if it's proof that english doesn't have doesn't make sense but uh, actually yeah it's not proof that it doesn't make sense it's just proof that there's different ways of pronouncing different things and right it's, it, it could be weird like you would never pronounce fish g-h-o-t-i yeah but yeah basically the 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 the, the, the theory behind it is g-h like in the word um rough yeah uh r-u-o-g-h yeah the g-h is f right so it could be the it could be a um a, um a substitute for the word for the letter f yeah. so let's start the word fish with g-h because okay. rough is that word yeah uh then o uh the o is the, it, when we say women yeah very good so women the o in in women is actually is, is I. I, I. so if fish ish we men it's the same thing so they pr- take out the i and put an o in there yeah uh the ti is the same ti that you would say in something like station or, the, or nation or nation the ti at the end like station station is a sh 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 like yeah. fish sh sh yeah. so fish in theory, could be spelt G H O T I. Right, but it, that would never happen. Okay, all right. Thanks very much. I've got a book here somewhere by David Crystal, which is called "Spell It Out." There it is. Can you see it? Spell it out. Oh, we don't have time to go through it, but no. if you read, ladies and gents, if you read "Spell It Out" by David Crystal, uh, it's on the top shelf there, next to the cactus. Uh, you see it? Yeah, yeah. If, ladies and gents, if you read "Spell It Out" by David Crystal, there is somewhere in in those pages uh, a paragraph or two about this thing, which is G H O T I is actually pronounced fish, and he kind of explains it in, yeah, in proper detail. But anyway, the I, I would suggest that people get a copy of that book if they want to. It drives it's good, me nuts. It's a good one. Uh, it drives me. Uh, yeah, I, it's, it's, I don't know. It drives me nuts, but it doesn't. At the same time, you know, I, I see both sides of the argument. Yeah. You know, when old people are like, oh, these young people nowadays, when they write fucking text messages, they don't make sense, so they can't speak proper English. Yeah, they can. They're just making it easier to speak, to, to write a language, and the whole the whole the, the only reason language exists is to communicate with people right. so if you can make it easier and more efficient that's where you should go okay it's my um, opinion here's the next word q like for example there's a queue of people outside mm-hmm. the bank mm-hmm. uh q q u e u e which is basically the letter q followed by four unnecessary letters because <laughs> how do you pronounce the letter q it's q <laughs> so why have we got u e u e at the end of that q I'm trying to think in French if it's the same because in French it's spelt the same. Uh huh. So que. Yeah. But LMNOP Q. So Q is the French way of saying Q. The letter yeah. is Q yeah. for Q. Yeah. But a Q is que. So it wouldn't make sense in French. That same thing doesn't work in right, French because right. the letter is Q and the word is que. So okay. it's different. But yeah. How do you say the, the, the letter Q in French is pronounced Q. Q, which is the same word as ass. Right, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So it's like, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T. L, M, N, O, P, R, S, T. Yeah. 
Well, also, the abbreviation for toilet paper in French is just the letter P and then the letter Q. (laughs) So if somebody says, I need to buy some PQ, you're like, what? Yeah. Because if you read that out in French, it's PQ. Which means? Papier Q, which means arse paper. (laughs) 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 Having just said that, it's funny. And there's another one, which is, uh, uh, if someone died, Uh you, you say in French that someone... Quelqu'un a décédé. Someone has decided. No, someone has has deceased. Right. A décédé, but you could spell décédé just the letter D C D. Right. Because uh, décédé is is the pronunciation of those three letters, but they've just added two e's, three e's. It's like a disrespectful way of doing it, wouldn't it? Mm. Like you disrespecting my spelling, blood. You disrespecting my my uh, uh, yeah. Never mind. 16th. Fruit. 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 Because it looks like fruit. Some people say fruit. Yeah, the Spanish have got a hard time with... Yeah. Yeah. Spanish can't handle fruit at all, can they? Fruit. Do you have any fruit? Uh, No, I I have some fruit. Imagine that, some sort of really grumpy English uh, hotel owner. Oh, I've had those in English. Like, uh, my favourite things happened in, in uh, where were we? Plymouth. Uh-huh. Southwest of the UK, shit town. Um, oh, no, apologies to any listeners in Plymouth. No one's listening from Plymouth. No, they're not. Uh, they're all pirates, aren't they? <laughs> and they all went to America anyway. Yeah, exactly. New Plymouth. That no, doesn't exist. Just Plymouth. But anyway, we went, I went to an Italian restaurant with my... Uh, with with uh, my one of my friends Valentina, who you might have met at the wedding briefly, maybe uh, Italian girl, short hair, yeah. with a tall ginger boyfriend from uh, South Africa. Yes. Anyway, uh, she we were in this restaurant. There was four of us, and we all ordered our food. And uh, she said to the guy uh, uh, when he was ready, he's like, oh, she goes, oh, I love the bruschetta, please." And the woman uh, waitress just went, "Do you mean bruschetta?" <laughs> And she was like, yes. And then we were all laughing because obviously she's Italian and it's yeah. pronounced bruschetta. Yeah. Like the S-C-H is yeah. sk. Right. So she said bruschetta and, she, and the woman was like, bruschetta? <laughs> yeah, if you want. Right. That's like an Italian ordering a lasagna. And go, how do they say lasagna? It's a good question. I don't know. Uh, yeah, anyway. Lasagna. No, Our know. listeners can write in. Yeah. How, what's the correct way to pronounce lasagna? Uh, 16th. 18th, you know, th- th- it goes on. Silent, many of our words have silent letters in them. Bomb. There's, there's loads and loads. Bomb, for example, bomb, B-O-M-B, not bomb, but bomb. Climb, not climb, not climbing, but climbing. Comb, you comb your hair. Comb, not comb, not combing. Crumb, like a crumb of bread on the mm. table. Crumb, not crumb. And this is a big one, debt. Ah, yeah. Debt, like, for example, if you owe money, uh, if you spent too much more money than you you have, you owe money to the bank. You are in debt, yeah, and not debt or debt, but debt. So the thing is that you can say it when you're while smiling. Debt, debt. You shouldn't obviously say it when you're smiling. Debt, yeah, debt. Uh, doubt, doubt. Not doubt, mm. but doubt. Like uh, you know, to doubt something is like you're not sure. Uh, government, not government. Mm. But government, even yep. though there's an N in the middle, it's government. Is it? Is it not government? Uh, no, not government. No, not governments, but just government. Govern, uh, government. They, yeah. Government. Really? Wait a minute. I reckon BBC. Get on the BBC. No, and- not, not BBC. Cambridge. 
Don't care. I want to hear BBC News anchor saying government. Um, no. This week in the government. Don't know. This week in the government. <laughs> this week the the government. No, not no. the government. Just the government. No. I'm writing it into uh, into Cambridge Dictionary's uh, website. I trust Cambridge because they're like the. They're the boss, aren't they, of English stuff? Look, go- oh, there isn't. Oh, it's both. It's both. Okay. It's both. Let's. Oh, uh, US though, UK, and then it's US. Oh, oh no, hold on. Yeah, here we go. Government. That's my version. Is it? Government. Govern. Yeah. Govern. It's more government. Of a, mm. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Gov- government. 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 Okay. You and still ama- pronounce the N. You didn't when you first. You said government without an N. Yeah, but it government without an N is also included in their list here. Yeah, it's just a long M. Government. 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 Yeah. Anyway, and in America? Government. Government. But it's, it's, it's a pretty... Government. You can hardly hear yeah, the yeah. N. You know one that's difficult? It's business. Not bu- business. Not, busi- not business. Business. Yeah. Yeah. Busy as well. Not busy yeah. or busy. Uh, busy. American English. English English. Yeah. The town or no, not even the town, just a thing. Yeah. A derby and a derby. Ah, right. Derby, meaning a horse race. Yes. So, Derby for us, it's also a town. Yes. Uh, D-E-R-B-Y, we'd pronounce it R, Derby. And in America, it makes more sense. Derby. Derby. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, loads, there's loads of these things, yeah. of course. Uh, yeah, loads. Yeah. L and R, like, you know, Japanese people struggle with L and R. Roller coaster. Get it. Rarely. My name, okay? We talked about your name before. I've had, you know, so many different... Because Luke is... Uh, little difficult for some uh, some nationalities to say. First of all, because of the spelling. It's slightly weird spelling, L-U-K-E. Like in France, it's L-U-C. Luke. Mm, Luke, right. Uh, Luke. And, you know, I've had loads of things. Look, uh, luck. Uh, Mr. Luck is the most common one, which I don't really mind, but, you know, Mr. It's, luck. it's not my name. Now, and normally, it's in writing. Yeah, that's weird. Considering like, the, your podcast is called Luke's English Podcast, yeah. your website is called teacherluke.co.uk. Yeah. So it's already f- spelled out and people are still typing in your name wrong. Hilarious. Uh, luck, luck and Paul. We had, when was it? No, I was with, anyway, luck. I get that all the time on student homework, you know, pieces of homework that my students have, yeah. have written and given yeah. to me. And I've had, you know, how many bits of homework have I had over the 16 years I've been teaching? Mr. Loads. Luke. And it's so many times it's luck or Mr. Luck. Um, I, I can see the uh, the search criteria that people put into Google when they find my podcast. Okay, I can see the website statistics. They show me the most common search criteria. Luck it's, English it's podcast. It's teacher luck. Teacher luck. Teacher luck. Po- uh, teacher luck. Pot cat. <laughs> uh, Mr. Oh. Luck. Uh, Rook. Rook. Because um, Japanese, Japanese, or I guess Chinese. Korean. Uh, you know, Asian people can't uh, always say the Rook. L sound, so you get Rook. Rook's English podcast. Uh, Rook. Okay. Rook is really common. Rook. I used to get Rook a lot from Korean students. Okay. Rook. Uh, Ruku. Ruku. That's the Japanese one. Ruku sensei. <laughs> Ruku. Ruku. Ruku Thompson san. Ruku Thompson sama. Ruku Thompson and. Um, uh, so Rook, Ruku, Rook, and even Duck. Don't ask me how that one happened. I've got no idea how I got Duck. Uh, Thompson. In in France, it's Thompson. No. Thompson. 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 And uh, Thompson. <laughs> Thompson. 
Paul Moon. Yeah. Tom, son. Paul Moon. Um, yeah. Anyway. And also GH sounds. We could go on forever. Yeah. I mean, this is like a whole. We've kind of. Uh, what? Gone through it mostly, haven't we? I've, yeah. We've exhausted it. That's what we've I think done. So. Yeah. Okay. We've talked too much bollocks. We have. We've talked, ourselves, we've talked uh, ourselves uh, all the way through this subject, I think. But there is more. There's more to, to do. I will have to come back to, to this stuff. Um, tongue twisters, for oh, example. Yeah. You know, like uh, she sells seashells on the seashore um, and other things. Should we just do... I tell you what, let's do a couple of rude tongue twisters okay. at the end of this episode. That's fun. So, ladies and gents, tongue twisters, just diff- little poems or rhymes that are difficult to uh, difficult to say. Do you remember Rob's one about pleasant uh, being a pheasant plucker? Yeah. Um, so I've got a couple of things here. The pheasant plucker, right, uh, which is a difficult tongue twister. There is a, a full song for the pheasant plucker, but we're not going to do that. We'll just do some of the short versions and I'll have to come back to these tongue okay. twisters. I so, am not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate. I'm the only plucking pheasants. I'm only plucking pheasants because the pleasant, fuck, <laughs> pleasant plucker's late. Right, a pheasant is a kind of bird and to pluck a pheasant is to pull the, 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 the feathers the out. Feathers out you know, like the, you would pluck a chicken to eat it before you eat it. Exactly. So I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate, meaning the friend. I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker is late. And quickly, that's difficult to say. And basically, the thing is here... They're trying to get you to say pleasant fucker. Yeah, pleasant... F- oh, I'm a pleasant fucker. Oh! Uh, I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's mate. I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant plucker's late. Ah. There you go. Did it. How about this one? I slit the sheet, meaning I cut, uh, 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 cut a hole in the sheet, like a, a bed sheet with a knife. I slit the sheet, the sheet I slit, and on the slitted sheet I sit. <laughs> it basically wants you to say, I, sh- I did a shit. I shit on the sheet. I did a... Sh- yeah, I, sh- I slit the sheet and... <laughs> I slit the sh- I slit the sheet the sheet it's I slit on the slitted sheet I sit. Can you do this one? Uh, one smart fellow he fell smart. Two smart fellows they fell smart. Three smart fellows they all fell smart. Felt smart. Oh, yeah. One smart fellow they want, and it wants you to say the word fart. Oh. One smart fellow he felt smart. Two fart smell. Oh, I did it. <laughs> Two fart smellows. <laughs> <laughs> One smart fellow, he felt smart. Two smart fellows, they felt smart. Three smart fellows, they all felt smart. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this one. I'm Ooh. not... Uh, fig, fig, pluck. A fig is a kind of fruit. And pluck, again, is to pull something out. And this you don't really to, pluck a fig, though, do well, you? you could pluck a fig from a, from a tree. Nah. You, you... There's another word for... There's another verb. Pick. Pick, pick yeah. a fig. I'm not the fig plucker, nor the fig plucker's son, but I'll fuck pigs. <laughs> <laughs> it wants you to say fuck pigs. Uh, uh, but I'll pluck figs till the fig plucker comes. Fire truck tyres. Can you say it over and over and over and over again? Fire truck tyres, 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 fire truck tyres. I fuck tyres, is that what you mean? I don't know, but it's not that. It's like red lorry, yellow lorry. Yeah. Red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry, yellow lorry. That is almost impossible for for some Japanese people to yeah, say. Yeah, can you imagine? A, a lorry is like a truck. Yeah. So red lorry, yellow lorry, 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 red lorry, yellow lorry. And if you're from Japan, say it now in the bus. Go. Ah, fuck. Fuck it. Mrs. Puggy Wuggy has a square... <laughs> Mrs. Puggy Wuggy has a square cut punt. Not a punt cut square, just a square cut punt. It's round in the stern and blunt in the front. Mrs. Puggy Wuggy has a square cut punt. Obviously, it wants you to say, uh, I think you know what it wants you to yeah. say. 
six stick, stick go on six stick shifts stuck shut a stick shift is a kind of car like a manual gearbox in a car a stick shift six stick shifts stuck shut stick shift stick shift six stick shifts stuck stick six stick shifts stuck shut okay Six stick shifts are stuck. This one is rubber baby buggy bumpers. And obviously it wants you to say bugger, doesn't it? Rubber baby bugger bump. Yeah. <laughs> bugger, you did it. <laughs> rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bunker- bunkers. No. Anyway, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's that's fun. Some, fun. some of them are, are, are harder than others. Mm. Those, those weren't that difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think we should do one that's really hard now. And uh, we'll end with this. All right. Okay. Um... Uh, okay, she sells seashells, but let's see if you become Sean Connery. Sean Connery. So can you say that this right. is the full <laughs> she sells seashells? It's the full seashell seashells thing. And uh, four lines of it. Go. She sells seashells by the seashore. The cells that she sells are surely seashells. So if she sells seashells on the seashore, I'm sure she sells seashore seashells. Seashore seashells. Seashore. You became Chinese. Yeah, towards the end. Yeah. Seashell. She, she sells seashells by the seashore. The shells she sells are sur- surely seashells. So if she sells shells on the seashore, I'm sure she sells... A- <laughs> darty, darty. That last one's complicated. Yeah. It? Last word. This is fourth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how, this is a good one. How many cans can a can of can if a can of can can cans? A can of can can that many cans as a can of can can cans. Wow. And uh, do you know the one... Uh, yeah. The, uh, how much wood could a wood chuck chuck if a wood chuck could chuck wood? How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Yeah. It's good, that one. It's got yeah. a rhythm. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck wood could chuck wood? I can't believe that hasn't been made into a rap song yet. Well, let's do it right now. Yeah, get the, get the rap thing on and, and, we'll, and we'll finish it on that. No, we, we can't have the, uh, we can't have the, uh, uh, the Amber and Paul one. We're going to have a different Yeah, yeah, the, the, gang, the one we tried doing earlier on. Uh, trying to find it here. Okay, come on. We're going we're gonna to throw down some rhymes. <clears throat> No, wrong, wrong. Here, it, here we go. Ready? Like Trump. Wrong, no, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> totally wrong. Okay, ready? <laughs> this is the. What is it? Uh, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck? Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to do the intro and then you're going to do the rap. Okay? All right. Yo, 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 yo. The how many woodchucks would a woodchuck chuck rhyme? The Paul Taylor MC. On the microphone. How much chuck could a wood? No, start. <laughs> How much wood? Could yeah, a wood yeah, chuck, right. chuck. How was... much wood could a wood chuck chuck for wood cut? <laughs> How much wood would a wood chuck chuck if a wood chuck could chuck wood? The answer: loads of wood. Because it would, yo. And it yo. should. Big black rubbery baby bugger blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked. Uh, I want right. to do. I just want to do another one of them. Right. Next one is um, <laughs> uh, Bet- Betty. Let's do okay. the Betty one. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the rhymes, Mr. Luke Thompson. Yo, Betty Bottom bought some butter. Be- oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> too white, too weak. Here we go. Okay, here we go. One. Betty Bottom bought some butter, but she said the butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it will make my batter bitter. Yo! So she bought some butter. Oh, oh that was good, man. That was good. Okay, I'm going to try that one again. I'll, I'll, do, I'll try. Okay, I'll give it a go. Okay. 
Call Taylor. Betty Butter bought some butter, but she said the butter's bitter. If I put it in my butter, it will make my butter bitter. So she bought some better butter, better than the bitter butter. And she put it in her butter, and the butter was not bitter. So it was good that Betty bought some butter, butter. Butter, butter. Yo. <laughs> Betty Butter. She bought some butter, but she said the butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it'll make my batter bitter. So she bought some better butter, better bat than the butter that she put in her batter. And the batter was not bitter. Yo. <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> I think we're going to end it on that. That was good. Ladies and gents, thanks so much for listening to Woo! this load of old nonsense. Actually, not a load of old nonsense. Well, I think it was very, very educational uh, for edu- the people who want to pronounce English. Educational value, content, and entertainment on another episode. All Luke for free. Podcast. Let's do an outro to this music. Okay. Thank you so much for listening oh, to this episode of Luke's English Podcast. For more information, you can visit the website, which is... Uh, uh, teacher luck potcat <laughs> dot com. Um, you can also find Paul Taylor on social media. What are your social media handles, Paul? At PT Comedy uh, for Twitter, Instagram, and just Paul Taylor Comedy or just Paul Taylor on Facebook. Check the verified accounts with a blue tick. Thanks for listening, folks. Right then, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, actually, I think that this should be a really useful episode. Hopefully it was an entertaining one, but as well as that, it should be a really useful one. And I think it's definitely worth listening to it a few times. Um, now, do you feel like you missed some of the spellings and some of the specific details that we were talking about in that conversation? Do you want to see the words that we were talking about written out? Would you like to see a video of me saying those words clearly, one by one? And do you also want to practice saying the words that you heard in this episode by repeating after me? Well, you can do all of those things because let me now remind you of a few things just in case you've forgotten. Um, All of the words that you heard are listed on the page for this episode on the website and you can check out that page by finding it in the episode archive. And uh, you'll also see a video there of me saying all the words one by one with sentences too. And that should make it really clear. You can see how my mouth moves when I say the words and you can practice your pronunciation by repeating after me. Um, Don't forget to join the mailing list on the website. Just enter your email address and join the mailing list in order to get a link to the episode page in your inbox whenever I upload a new episode, okay? So whenever I, if you're in the mailing list and you've confirmed the email, um, you should get an email in your inbox and you just click that link and it'll take you to the episode page for every new episode that gets uploaded. It's just a nice convenient way for you to keep up to date and to, to be able to access the page. Otherwise, just use the episode archive. You'll find a big list of every single episode I've done. Check out the episode archive if you ever need to find an old episode or find the episode page for any of these episodes, okay? Um, By the way, if you're in France, then you really should see Paul's one-man show, his stand-up comedy show, which is called Hashtag Franglais. Franglais, that's a a sort of a French word. It's a mix between French and Anglais. Anglais is the French word for English. So Franglais is like a 
French English. That's the concept of his show. Uh, so you really should see Paul's one-man show if you get the chance. It's back in theatres uh, for another run. Um, a lot of his comedy show is based around pronunciation differences, including the way that people say his name, uh, the way that French people say funny things without realising it, and more. And you can check it. Uh, you can check out the details of his live shows by going to paultaylorcomedy.com for more information. Um, now, remember, I was talking. We talked uh, briefly about uh, that idea that the word fish could, in fact, be spelled G H O T I. Remember that thing. And I wanted to just right now tell you a little bit about David Crystal's response to that idea that fish could be spelled G H O T I. So basically, David Crystal, you know who he is, right? He's um, one of the world's top linguists. He's an expert on language. Now, David Crystal believes that English spelling is not really senseless or chaotic or crazy or mad. Okay? He thinks that it is complex, but it's not completely random. In fact, English spelling is the end result of a fascinating process of development that can tell us a lot about the rich history of the English language. That if you just take the time and study it, you'll discover that English spelling and pronunciation conform to a certain set of rules. They're they're fairly complicated ones, but it's not total chaos, despite what many people say. Now, I'm going to read some stuff from a Guardian review, that's the Guardian newspaper, a Guardian review of David Crystal's book uh, called Spell It Out, which is a book that he wrote all about spelling. So um, this is basically what David Crystal thinks about this uh, idea of fish being spelt G-H-O-T-I. Okay, so this is from a Guardian review, and it goes like this. Uh, David Crystal shows a brisk impatience with the tradition that likes to pretend that English spelling is senseless. The famous suggestion that you could spell fish G-H-O-T-I, G-H as in the word rough, uh, O as in the word women, so uh, like I, and T-I uh, as in motion, okay, so rough, so f, G-H can be pronounced f as in rough, uh, O can be pronounced I like in women, and T-I can be pronounced sh like in motion, that suggestion is a witticism often ascribed to George Bernard Shaw, but David Crystal says witheringly it has been doing the rounds uh, since the middle of the 19th century, and it is, he argues, complete naughtiness. The spelling T-I is never used with this sound at the end of a word in English, and the spelling G-H is never used with this sound at the beginning of a word. It just doesn't do then to simply throw your hands up and say, isn't our language mad? The real story is much more interesting than that. So that's just an extract from uh, a Guardian newspaper review of David Crystal's book, Spell It Out. And you can read more about the interesting story of English spelling and what it can teach us about the history of the English language by reading David Crystal's book, Spell It Out, which I expect is available from any half-decent bookshop. And I'm not selling David Crystal's books or anything. There's no sponsorship deal going on here. Maybe there should be, um, since I'm giving it a hearty recommendation. 
No, I'm just recommending David Crystal's book because it's just a really good book. And David Crystal is uh, one of my favourite people and um, someone that you should definitely read more uh, about, okay? And David Crystal, by the way, is, is, as I said, one of the world's top linguists and he's a bit of a legend. And when I say legend, I mean he's great. Not that we are not sure if he exists or not. Um, I just We sometimes say that someone is a legend, meaning that they're just great. Uh, David Crystal uh, definitely exists. And I would just like to remind you here that I interviewed him on this podcast. And if you haven't already done so, you can listen to that interview in episodes 454 and 455, both of which can be found, that's right, in the episode archive on my website. Okay, so that's it for this episode then. Thank you very, very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Don't forget to join the mailing list. Don't forget to check out the page where you can get all that useful stuff in that video. Don't be a ninja hiding in the shadows. Write something in the comments section on the website. That would be nice. Um, And as always, be excellent to each other and party on. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I'll speak to you again soon. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.